Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and very happy that you could join us today. Before I welcome today's guests, I'd like to thank our 2024 President's Council sponsors. And these are companies that provide a tremendous amount of financial support to our association, in large part so that we can continue to be that strong voice in Sacramento to represent the real estate finance industry before the California State Legislature and our regulators. Uh, so please join me in thanking this year's President's Council sponsors, and those companies include Amerihome, CMG Financial, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Guild Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all so much for your support in 2024. We greatly appreciate it. Um, with that, I'd like to turn to today's guests. I have both managing principals from Green Rock uh, joining me today, Chris Robbins and Joe Euphrat. Chris and Joe, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, pleasure. I uh, always like to get started with a little personal background. So why don't you uh, guys share how you got into the industry and commercial pace industry in particular? Yeah, so I'll start out, Joe. Um, uh, I started in uh, commercial real estate back in 1989, 1990 with Isla Thorne and Company. And um, through the, uh, the years, had a stint um, on a, a mezzanine lending platform and have been in CPACE with Joe here. Uh, we started, what, 11 years ago? Yeah, yeah. And, and then prior to uh, my exposure in the world of CPACE, I was in healthcare investment banking and real estate helping nonprofit hospitals and health systems uh, in the capital markets. I'm on the board of a hospital here in the San Francisco Bay Area as well and chair the finance committee on a volunteer basis and got exposed to uh, PACE financing through um, uh, my wife's uncle who was an advisor to a small PACE company. So that's how I became yeah. <laughs> aware of the PACE world. Always an interesting path to this, uh, to this exactly. business, that's for sure. That's for sure. So um, I remember meeting you guys in your office in Sausalito so many years ago uh, now, uh, and I love a good entrepreneurial story. So why don't you give us a little background about um, starting Greenrock? Yeah, so this was was truly a garage startup. Um, I believe it was like right was it like a week before COVID hit, and um, yeah. you know the following you know ten months was spent in my garage. I think we used our ping pong table as our as our conference table but um you know spent a lot of quality time together six feet apart with the garage door open but was uh able to um start green rock and uh here we are you know in the beginning of 2024 it's the hp of pace <laughs> exactly exactly just how, just how bill gates did it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Uh, you know, one thing is I was looking at your firm's website, I noticed you have some charitable partners, which I thought was fantastic for a company that's really just kind of starting out. Uh, you know, you both have long histories in this industry. So tell us a little bit about your charitable partners, um, City of Hope and Little Wishes. Yeah, Joe, why don't you take a little bit? So yeah, so uh, my wife, Laura, is a pediatric oncology uh, NICU nurse. Um, she's been doing that for 30 years at a uh, hospital in San Francisco, California Pacific Medical. 
And she uh, had a 20 years ago, she had a patient um, who uh, just benefited, loved to have a little wish provided in the hospital. It just came to my wife's idea of giving a little wish to this child, Josh, um, who had cancer. And so uh, fast forward over the last 20 years, Little Wishes has now provided close to 26,000 Little Wishes in 33 hospitals across the United States uh, with a waiting list of 70 hospitals now. Uh, where kids get a little wish in the hospital uh, every 14 days. Uh, they, the, kid, the patients make the wish, and then the med medical staff provides the little wish uh, to the child. So it's bringing moments of joy to kids in the hospital. Uh, great organization. And um, in City of Hope, uh, got involved in probably a decade ago, good friend Drew Gordon, who some people might know, um, invited me to uh, attend a City of Hope event. I think um, Ron Zeff was getting honored at the time. That's right. And yeah, yeah, City of Hope, 100 year old um, leader in uh, cancer research, treatment and prevention. And along with um, a number of other peers in the market, uh, sit in and participate on the Northern California Real Estate and Construction Council. And we raise money for uh, City of Hope uh, directed to uh, cancer research and prevention. Fantastic causes, you guys. Way to go. That is, uh, you're, you're setting a great example for your colleagues in the industry. Everybody should be giving back. Good for you. Yeah, thank you for asking the question, yeah. by the way. So we're starting a new year. Uh, any insights to kind of the overall commercial real estate finance market for uh, 2024? Well, hopefully it'll be better than 2023. And so let's start <laughs> with that. We can only, go up, only go up from there. Um, but, uh, you know, as we, we sit here, we just went through planning and of course, like others, you know, talked to a lot of different market participants and feel that probably, you know, toward the end of 2024 should have some, uh, hopefully further stability in the commercial real estate capital markets. Um, probably current rates are here to stay for a while, but we hope as the Fed is kind of topped out and we start getting some easing over time that uh, that'll change. Uh, you know, you guys have been, uh, as you said, in this um, commercial pace industry for for quite some time. How do you see C pace financing change has changed in the past decade? Yeah, it's really interesting, uh, Susan. Um, up until the second half of last year, well, first of all, the kind of yeah, you'd say in the first few years, uh, just a lot of education, right? What is C pace financing? Never heard of it before, even though assessment financing has been around for over 100 years in most states, CPACE was still new. And um, up until the second half of last year, uh, you know, it was com frankly competing in a world awash with a lot of cheap capital, uh, practically zero, some 0% zero yeah. money for some institutions. And so even though it was intriguing and CPACE transactions were closing, um, in the big picture, uh, a lot of users today uh, had access to other alternatives. And from the second half of last year through this year, as we all know, uh, through the, the Fed's actions and then the market's reactions to that, PACE financing has, um, there's a, just a lot of tremendous and significant uh, more uh, awareness, uh, interest, um, and use. So it's, it's really changed in terms of um, uh, it's general overall uh, awareness and coming with that we've seen more capital coming into the space uh, which again isn't surprise uh, isn't a surprise Chris and I knew that that would be the case when you look at the attributes of pace from a 
a capital, you know, an investor side, it's low levered. It is a senior secure item in the capital stack and it's financing uh, sustainability uh, metrics that are important. So uh, the more capital is coming into the space. Yeah, and one of the, one, oh, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, Susan. <laughs> one of, the, um, one of the, the big areas, and this kind of goes back to uh, capital markets. And um, I think in past conversations, we've talked about all of these construction loans that are maturing or have matured and maybe have, are on extension where it's kind of that cash in refi and um, PACE is really playing a significant role more and more in providing um, a benefit to both uh, lenders uh, who have construction loans and the sponsors um, in terms of kind of recapitalization right. of, these, of, of these loans. And so we're seeing that kind of on a go forward basis um, be, uh, be a big part of this, this, this marketplace. Um, in addition to uh, new construction and kind of filling that, filling uh, a tranche uh, up to like, you know, 65, 70% with a, a senior construction and NRC pace or C pace in general. Uh, we kind of answered with my next question. My follow-up question was to be is kind of what do you, we've seen kind of how it's changed in the past decade. What do you, what do you see for C pace financing in the next year or two? Yeah, I think following on um, what, what, what we just talked about, uh, we're seeing an expansion. 41 states have now passed some form of CPACE legislation, and there are probably two or three more that will uh, be passing this year. Uh, Hawaii is coming online. We're seeing large markets in you know, New York City and the boroughs um, coming online. And so kind of back to what, what Joe was talking about in the early years of PACE, there were only you know maybe a half a dozen or a dozen geographic states that are that were PACE eligible or, or enabled. And now we're seeing that PACE is pretty ubiquitous in terms of its coverage uh, from a, on a national basis. It's definitely, uh, it, it, is, it is interesting to see how it, just 10 years has changed, right? I think we probably had to. <laughs> Absolutely. I think when I first met you guys, I was still kind of understanding what it was as well. And I know that yeah. most of my membership wasn't as, as uh, familiar <laughs> with so it's interesting to see how things have changed in just really kind of a relatively short period of time. Yeah. Um, interested to hear what are you guys seeing in uh, the industry as from a conversion standpoint, like office to something else, or you know, we're we're in these post-COVID years where I think there, there's some there's some change brewing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue dialogue on that topic, Susan, in terms of conversion, uh, building specific, of course, um, you know, as it relates to the, you know, the office to multifamily, for example, you know, if, when you drill down, it seems to be more the older office, the specific floor templates that can accommodate those types of conversions, mm -hmm. uh, certain other types of um, real estate converted to say medical office or healthcare related as well, uh, combination. Uh, and all that requires capital uh, for upgrades and uh, pace is um, in the middle of that just, you know, discussion, if you will, as to uh, capital for those types of conversions. Yeah, given what pace can finance, um, which is quite a bit, uh, you know, I would say that the majority of the work in the scope in a conversion project would be pace eligible. Right. And, and maybe to put it in perspective, say here in California, if you look at um, a new construction project, 
um, uh, typically north of 45 to 50% of all hard and soft costs would be PACE eligible. And I think that's one of the misconceptions that the markets had is, oh, PACE is used for a solar project right, or yeah. for an energy upgrade. Well, it, it is actually used for you know, a significant amount of uh, the measures that go into either a new construction uh, and definitely into a conversion project. Interesting. Um, you know, you, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, you, I met you guys several years ago now, uh, and I'm very grateful for the support that you've given to the California MBA through Green Rock and through other companies uh, along the way. Can you talk about why it's important for the commercial real estate finance industry to support the California MBA? Yeah, no, it's been a great uh, relationship that we've had uh, with you, Susan, and the California MBA over the years, uh, and especially with uh, Green Rock now. And I think it really, you know, it's the unified voice. I think it's really important for, for all of us who work within the industry to, to know one another and to be able to understand and talk about the issues that are affecting our industry at any given time. I think uh, there's great market intelligence yep. that comes with um, being part of uh, the California MBA. And of course, networking and, and the industry events. The Western States craft is always our, our favorite and um, well worth the time and the resources that uh, we've spent and will continue to spend uh, working with you. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for your support over the years. And thank you for being on uh, the Connect podcast. This has been great. Great. Thank you so Thanks, much. Susan. Pleasure. And Bye -bye. thanks to all of you for joining us today on Connect. To access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. Here we go.